Our message this morning comes from the book of Jonah, chapter 4, uh, actually beginning in chapter 3, verse 10, to the end of chapter 4. Hear the word of God. When God saw that Nineveh did, that they did, and how they had turned from their evil ways, God relented and did not bring on them the, the destruction he had threatened. But to Jonah, this seemed very wrong, and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord, isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? That is what I tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew that you were a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, Lord, take my life for it is better for me to die than to live. But the Lord replied, is it right for you to be angry? Jonah had gone out and sat at a place east of the city, and there he made for himself a shelter and sat in its shade and waited to see what would happen to the city. Then the Lord provided a leafy plant and made it to grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head, to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the plant. But at dawn the next day, God provided a worm, which chewed the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind, and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die and said, it would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? It is, he said, and I am so angry I wish I were dead. But the Lord said, you have been concerned about this plant, though it did not, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. And should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh, in which there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left, and also many animals? This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. In this series on Jonah, it's bigger than a whale, this chapter especially is indeed about the favor of God, the grace of God. Grace is something that comes from God because God is a God of grace. I feel like it's one of the things in life that we can read about, but we can't conjure up in the moment. It's something that comes directly from God. It's a tool of the Holy Spirit that teaches us to be more like Jesus in any given moment. We see God's grace at work for the great city of Nineveh, that when they turn from their evil ways, God relents and does not bring about the destruction he had threatened. It sounds like God changes God's mind 
in a moment of grace. One of my favorite bands, U2, uh, wrote about such a grace. As if grace is almost the name of, of a person, of a, a woman or a girl, grace takes the blame. Grace covers the shame. Grace removes the stain. It could be her name. Grace, it's the name for a girl. It's also a thought that can change the world. Grace has such an effect on humanity that it becomes a teacher to us. I remember working for a potter, and he graciously hired me because I knew nothing about pottery. And it was just the two of us in that storefront, except for the raccoons that lived up in the ceiling that would peer over <laughs> the missing ceiling tile as they would see me glaze and, and paint pots. They knew I didn't know what I was doing. And I loved that job. It took me out of um, the classroom of college, and I could get my hands dirty, and I can be as messy as I wanted to be, and be about something uh, quite beautiful, quite lovely, something that I didn't have the ability to, to do, but I could, I could, I could partner with this, this potter. I could participate in this beautiful pottery that he crafted. And during my time there, um, we would have many customers, customers that needed things on time, customers that had paid for things ahead of time. And when the potter said, um, I haven't finished it yet, uh, sometimes people were very gracious, would say, that's okay. I, I see your work. It's, it's beautiful. And then there were customers that were very mean, very cruel to the potter. Uh, they thought of the potter as being beneath them. And to those customers... I felt incredibly angry. <laughs> they had no idea what it took to bring about this beautiful piece of art, this thing crafted by his hands. He was the only potter in town. Nobody could do what this potter did. And uh, one morning as I'm, um, before the store opens, I'm dusting the shelves. And I, I get to this, um, this piece, it's, it's, uh, it's like a piece of china. Obviously the potter didn't make it. And um, it's quite ornate and uh, I move it carefully. I dust and as I go to put it back in its place, the top comes off and breaks into two pieces. And then I notice this little piece of paper and on the piece of paper is written the name of one of those angry customers. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm, I'm coming up with all kinds of scenarios, right? Maybe I can buy one that looks just like it. He'll never know. Maybe I could glue this together and maybe it comes apart as he's serving tea. 
And I, I turn it upside down, just curious where it might have come from. England. <laughs> and I remember this customer saying that they had just gotten back from England that summer. Uh, a, a piece that I could never afford to replace from a place I could never afford to, to visit. And I found the Holy Spirit convicting me that I needed to tell him the whole truth. I needed to seek some amount of grace from the very person that caused so much anger for me every time he came in the store. And you know what? He did. He did. He said, do you think it's fixable? I said, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and he says, well, if it's fixable, it, it, it'll be just fine. And if it's not, that's okay too. I had experienced an incredible amount of grace for someone that I showed very little grace to. Jonah is somebody that is terribly angry with God and God's grace at work in the city of Nineveh. That word angry in Hebrew actually means like a burning. He is on fire because of God's grace for the people he chooses not to favor. But that's how grace works. Grace becomes this teacher for me in a pottery store, for Jonah uh, in Nineveh, for you and for all of us teaching us to favor not only those that we find it so easy to favor, but even those that we refuse and that we don't show God's grace to. Listen to what Jonah says. He says, the very reason I went to Tarshish was to forestall your favor for the Ninevites. Verse 2. I tried to forestall the inevitable, who you are, God. You know, Jesus tells a, a parable about a, uh, about a person that discovers a, a, a treasure, a pearl. And that person sells everything they have to buy this piece of property of where the pearl, the treasure is. It's worth everything to them. What happens with Jonah is instead of selling everything and buying that piece of property called Nineveh, where he would experience God's grace, he does just the opposite. He buries it further and further away. Jonah, like me, like us, when we resist in giving and receiving grace, it moves us in the opposite direction of God. Jonah disliked the people of Nineveh so much he didn't want them to receive God's grace. We see in the life of Jonah the difference that one person can make. I find it interesting that when Jonah talks about his home, 
we never hear where home is. And I think about God's grace, and I wonder if God was actually calling him to a new home, God's address, a place of grace where he could truly live, not just with himself, but even those he found it difficult to show favor to. When I grew up in Tallahassee, Tallahassee was much smaller. Uh, Out Thomasville Road, on your way to Thomasville, would be Brafferville. And uh, there was Moby Dick's Restaurant and one gas station. Uh, Today, those city limits have expanded. Not everybody calls that area uh, Bradfordville anymore. But like God's grace, like our city limits, God's grace teaches us to expand those limits to include others, even those we have resisted showing God's favor to. So if you and I and Jonah resist in sharing and expanding God's grace in our lives, does God stop showing his grace towards us? Absolutely not. In fact, that's what we see happen in Jonah's life. Even in his burning anger, God grows a plant over his head to, sh- to shade and to comfort him. What is God doing? In God's grace, he's creating a moment for Jonah. He's, he's creating enough room for Jonah to find a reason to praise God again. He's creating a moment of grace where it did not exist in or around Jonah. And Jonah even says, this plant makes me happy. Remember, he's created a shelter. It reminds me of uh, Adam and Eve trying to clothe themselves after the fall. You know, the, the itchy fig leaves just don't work, right? By God's grace, he provides cover. And so God does for Jonah as well. In God's infinite favor and grace, even towards burning anger in Jonah, he creates this moment that Jonah can find his way back, that Jonah can experience grace and maybe even extend it to, maybe even call it a place of home. In God's grace, the Holy Spirit in our lives creates moments to grow something new in you And in me, the Holy Spirit begins to grow the very fruit that we need called love and joy and peace and patience and goodness and kindness and goodness and self-control and grace as the fruit on our lips. In that moment, to reflect a graceful God's heart. God provides those fruitful moments, even in our discomfort, even in our burning anger, which we know from experience never brings, it never brings about what we 
wish it would. God provides this graceful moment almost like the father in the son of the prodigal, the story of the prodigal son. It's not just the one that squandered, but it's the brother that refuses to enter the home again. The father goes out and he, he, he talks to him and he, he tries to reason with him and he says, you can join in this celebration. The, the grace, grace has left this door open for you to come all the way in to my love. And God does the same with us. When we find our moments on the outside looking in to God's favor, there God is inviting us to join the celebration. When God says, should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh? The answer is yes. But God doesn't leave Jonah out of the party either. No, God leaves the door open. And we see that in God speaking to Jonah, we see that Jonah is still not beyond God's favor and grace in his life. And if Jonah is not outside of God's favor and grace, then neither are you or I. The question is, will we find that place of grace together that God calls home? Would you pray with me? God, we thank you. We thank you that grace is a teacher in our lives, creating more room for others that we have resisted to favor, that we've resisted to love, and in turn resisted to go in your direction for our lives. God, thank you for uh, speaking to our hearts this morning. Thank you for forever changing our lives as not only children of God, but children that reflect your favor and grace in our world. It's in Jesus' name we all pray same. Amen and amen. To honor the, the beautiful sermon that we've just heard, I'd like to make a change. So I'd apologize to our technical folks and those folks at home. Could we sing hymn number 378, 378, Amazing Grace? Please stand as we sing.
promise good to you and to everyone you favor and have yet to favor. As you leave worship this morning, go not only as God's favored child, but to show that same favor and grace to all of his children. In the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, amen and amen.